you are going to spend millions of dollars in expenditures if you go on to create this business, maybe even in your first year. Before you do that, spend a fraction of it assessing the total investment requirements of your plan. The viability assessments come before you make your final decision to start your venture. Welcome to Inside Reproductive Health, the shop talk of the fertility field. Here you'll hear authentic and unscripted conversations about practice management, patient relations, and business development from the most forward-thinking experts in our field. Wall Street and Silicon Valley both want your patience, but there is a plan if you are willing to take action. Visit fertilitybridge.com to learn about the first piece of building a fertility marketing system, the goal and competitive diagnostic. Now, here's the founder of Fertility Bridge and the host of Inside Reproductive Health, Griffin Jones. Welcome back Inside Reproductive Health audience. Today, we're going to talk about one of the hardest challenges of opening a brand new fertility center. And when I say brand new, I don't mean a new satellite office for an existing group or even a new lab for an existing group. I'm talking about a brand new REI practice. That challenge being you're trying to bring it to operational capacity and everything that's involved with that while you decide, try to time how you're launching it to the marketplace, promoting it, getting people in the door. And that is a catch-22. So before we talk about the catch-22 of opening a brand new fertility center, today's shout out goes to Dr. Jenny Brown. Dr. Jenny Brown at Northeastern Reproductive Medicine up in Vermont sent me a nice email about a compliment of a recent podcast episode. And I love when you all do that. When I get LinkedIn messages, texts from you, emails, Please don't stop doing that. If there's something that you enjoy in a podcast, you get an insight. I love getting that correspondence from you. So shout out to Dr. Brown. Let's get into the topic of the Catch-22. You're dealing with staffing, construction, leases, the planning that goes into opening a new fertility center successfully takes months and the ideation probably takes years. It may have been ruminating in your brain for a really long time. And then you actually have to launch it into the marketplace. But what happens if you can't do that? It's delayed a long time or and you don't know how long or maybe even forever. In the last three years, my firm Fertility Bridge has advised seven aspiring fertility centers prior to their market launch. And only one of those seven opened on time. The other six delayed, face delays of three months to two years. And some of them decided against the idea altogether. Owners of brand new fertility centers struggle with an inherent catch-22 in the timing of their go-to-market strategies. You can either invest in your strategy, content creation, customer service systems, advertising, only to have your opening date push back almost for you don't know how long or maybe even forever, or just as bad, you only have a couple days or a few weeks to create everything you need for a full pipeline of new fertility patients and you're rushing to do some of the things that should be foundational for the patient service and the positioning of your practice. As far as I can tell, the Catch-22 is a result of concentration of risk and investment that I want to try to debundle for you here. So I've separated the operational sequence of opening a fertility center from the marketing sequence of launching it in the marketplace. To solve the Catch-22, we have to be able to distribute the risk and the investment across the sequence at the correct corresponding phase. I'm gonna give you the five operational phases from my vantage point of opening a fertility center. But remember, I am not 
an expert on the operation side. This is not my operational expertise. I think that it goes in this order, though I know is not perfectly linear. Any one of these top, any one of these five points could be its own podcast episode, its own article. And if this is your area of expertise, I would love to have you on the show. Please reach out to me, especially if I get one of these wrong. But you got your market selection. That's your first phase. You're choosing your geographic market. Do I want to be in Austin or New York or Miami? You're choosing your funding sources, private equity, high net worth individuals. You're choosing your partners. Am I going to have them or aren't I? Your second phase is securing the facility. You're leasing it. You're purchasing it. Real estate sales fall through all the time. In lease deals, landlords may have mentioned something. You may have discussed something really important, but then it's not in the lease agreement or something contrary is is in the lease agreement. There might be a physical or a zoning limitation that you find out at the very last minute. And that leads you to the third phase, which is construction or remodeling. Because even when you lease space in a ready-to-go medical office, in a medical park, it's still likely that you're going to remodel it for your IVF center. And you, there's things like you were going to put a collection room on the other side of the lab, but there's an HVAC system that connects to the outdoor unit from there. And you got to go back to the architect. There's a lot of going back to the architect. The fourth phase is staffing. You probably have a few aces in mind of who you want to help run your new venture, but you probably don't have all of them. And you still have to negotiate their salaries, their start dates, hire their direct reports, write their operating procedures, and then you have to train them. That concludes with the fifth phase of the operational sequence, which is compliance. You need insurance, malpractice, liability, workers' comp, and that's just a couple, tax certificates, a payroll executor, IT provider, EMR, billing software, scheduling software, practice management software, compliance training, like in OSHA, HIPAA, CLIA, Stark. And each of these requirements come with the possibility of delay. This fifth phase, compliance is definitely its own topic. So Dr. Katz, if you're listening, this might be the the perfect topic to have you back on the show to talk about. So I can't offer too much insight into these operational phases of opening a fertility center, but I can sequence the market launch into five phases and try to overlay them to reduce your risk and progress your investment. This overlay of the operational sequence and the marketing sequence is probably the perfect time to talk about our sponsor, EngagedMD. Because if you're any fertility center, you want to have a competitive advantage in serving your patients better and improving work life for your staff. But if you're starting a brand new fertility center, you really want that. And EngagedMD is one of the simplest investments that you can make with the biggest return for improving the patient experience and improving the workflow for your staff because EngagedMD allows you to have true informed consent and to have pre-treatment education through technological solutions, through software. This is one of the most innovative platforms in the field, in my opinion. And the reason why I have that opinion is because I hear from practice owners so frequently how much they appreciate EngagedMD. And when I did that first sponsorship read, people emailed me to say, oh, that's so cool that you have EngagedMD as a sponsor. We started using them six months ago. We love them. You have 
a limited window with patients in order to make that impression, in order to be able to serve them. And when they're a deer in headlights, or when you have to do something that should be procedural or general, you lose that time and that opportunity to build rapport, to better educate them, to tailor fit their experience so that it's it's the best standard of care for them. And with Engaged MD, whether it's their whether it's medication teaching or injection teaching or any of the other pre-treatment education modules that they're going through, through Engaged MD, they can do it at their pace. They can do it through a sequential module. They can, they come in educated. They come in having true informed consent. So you can tailor fit that experience to them. So if you are a brand new fertility center, in my opinion, you have to have Engaged MD when you launch. And if you're one of the few groups remaining that isn't using Engaged MD, you're behind. This is one of the areas where you will see an improvement almost immediately. So go to engagedmd.com slash IRH. You'll get 25% off of your implementation fee by mentioning that you heard them on Inside Reproductive Health or that you heard it from Griffin Jones. Please do that because one, you'll get a couple bucks off and two, it helps us to continue to grow the show and bring you more content. And the the immediate benefit is in using EngagedMD. Go to EngagedMD.com slash IRH. So that it's returned faster and that you have a stronger foundation for a successful business in the fertility field. These are the five phases to help you circumvent this catch-22. The first is viability, assessing viability and confirming viability of your idea. You are going to spend millions of dollars in expenditures if you go on to create this business, maybe even in your first year. Before you do that, spend a fraction of it assessing the total investment requirements of your plan. The viability assessments come before you make your final decision to start your venture. But before you create a go-to-market strategy or secure a location. You want to spend a fraction of what you're going to spend, even if you decide that you don't want to do it. At the time of this podcast, our goal diagnostic is $597. That's for the marketing. That's with part of the marketing analysis. You're also going to want to hire good consultants in ops, finance, compliance. I can recommend a few of them. A few of them have been on the show. In total, you're going to want to spend a couple thousand dollars to make an informed decision about moving forward with your venture or not. You paid handsomely for your medical degree. Consultants are sometimes your highest yield education in business. You can't lose here. If you're worried about, well, what if I don't end up doing it? That's just fine because either you move forward with a more educated foundation or you abort the idea and you saved yourself a fortune in time, money, stress, etc. by making the decision at the right time with the right information. The second phase of the go-to-market sequence is positioning. This happens while you're assessing the viability of your practice. You have to consider the positioning of the vision before you commit to bringing it to life. And to make that tangible for you, that means your core values, your core focus, your 10-year target, your three-year picture. That is your positioning. And if you want to see that bulleted out more, you can go to fertilitybridge.com. But you are working on this before you decide 
that you're going to build this, this idea that you have, because if it doesn't excite you, if the anxiety deters you more than your positioning excites you, then just go work for somebody else. If you have a vision, it should be able to be articulated and enumerated in this structure. And if you say, yes, this is how I want to spend the rest of my career, then, then you've got a green light. And if it's just like, ah, I'd be, I would be good with someone else's, then that helps you make that decision if you want to partner with somebody else or join an existing practice group. The third phase of the brand new fertility center go-to-market sequence is your biz dev and marketing strategy. So let's assume that you have your, your vision for your practice and it's viable in the marketplace. You're excited about the position that you'll occupy. You're start, you've made a down payment on a, a facility. Now that you've reached the point of no return, it's time to craft the marketing and biz dev strategy for the first 18 months of your business. This is a, is a bit different from your business plan. Some people might consider it part of the business plan, but it's going to be more granular. Your strategy includes your systems for the various points of the four phases of the fertility marketing journey. That's strangers to new patient inquiries, new patient inquiries to initial consults, initial consults to treatment, and then post-treatment delight. So you're going, to, your strategy should have all of the systems for the various points that fall under those four phases. And you begin creating this strategy as soon as you begin construction or remodeling, but it should happen as soon as you reach the point of no return. I personally will not engage anyone at, at the strategy level, like building out a, a full marketing blueprint for them if they're not at this point of, of no return. There's still too much that could happen. I'll just say, hey, come back to me and then we'll work on it when, when you're there. It should take about two months to craft this strategy if it's done correctly. And if opening is delayed, you don't have to invest in deploying the strategy. That comes later. That's part of phasing this out, distributing the risk, distributing the investment. If it, it's like, gosh, well, this is end up going to take an extra three months. That's just fine. You, you've got other things that you can do with your strategy. You don't have to pull the trigger on all of the deployment, production, advertising, content creation, things like that. But then what if remodeling is minimal and there are no delays? What if you're already compliant? You got a, your, your payroll starting to grow. You need to start seeing new patients within weeks or even a couple of days to start meeting financial obligations. This third and fourth phase, this juncture is where the catch-22 is most acute. A lot of practice owners get into trouble here because they feel like they're behind and now they feel financial pressure. So we need to separate these things. And this is why I've, I've pinpointed at the third and fourth phase. So the third phase is your biz dev and marketing strategy. This is fundamental to how you're going to operate your practice group for the next few years. And things you do in the beginning make things a lot profitable, more profitable, easier, and better for your patients and staff by doing them the right way from the beginning. But I recognize that you also have to, to get the show on the road. So the fourth phase of the brand new fertility center market launch is immediate minimum implementation. 
We're breaking up the concentration of risk and investment so that you don't have to rush the formation of your strategy. You can still maximize your long-term return and you can implement the bare minimum in the meantime. It doesn't matter if construction is delayed. This is foundational. Remember, three months is a liar's six months. The timeline that agencies, marketers, developers, freelancers estimate is often half or a third of how long it really takes. Yes, any monkey can get you a, a website up in a week. The site that you really want with your developed brand and your content that represent your point of view is probably six months. So why not just be honest about that? Separate that from what you need, separate from what you need at this very moment from what you need for the foundational health of your fertility center. Open your patient acquisition pipeline without sacrificing the planning of the long-term productivity of your fertility practice by covering these four bases. Your initial brand assets, so your name, your logo, your colors, nothing more than that. Your homepage of your website. Let them know, let the prospective patient base know your positioning statement, your method for scheduling new visits that you can't wait to show them your, your new brand and your website, all of that later in the year. But it should just be, hey, here's where we are, why we've come into the marketplace, what we are doing differently for you, and how you can schedule with us. Third is scheduling your digital real estate. That means your URL, your social media accounts, the local listings of your brand name. You're just claiming the real estate here. The only content they have to create is similar message to what you just put on your homepage. And then if you want to, the documentation of the opening of your journey, you want to take pictures of you remodeling the office and you coming out with new materials and you uh, having the team in for orientation for the first day, that's, that's totally fine if you want to do that. The last piece of bare minimum implementation that I'm going to leave you with is Google listings for providers in practice. These minimum implementations do this before you put down, excuse me, after you put down a payment on a facility, but before you start seeing new patients and while you're working on your strategy. And then fifth is the deployment of the strategy. So you are set. At this point, you're you're open, you're or you're or you're about to open. You're, you're delivering care according to the standard that you've envisioned. When fertility centers rush to the fifth, when they just try to go here, they sometimes make errors that are really hard to fix, or they take years. And one of the most common is hiring full time marketing personnel. Depending on your growth goals, you may definitely need to hire marketers on your staff, but you don't need them right away. And in the beginning, your needs are too varied for one person. It isn't cost-effective to build an in-house agency. The time needed to build a new patient pipeline is shorter than the learning curve for someone who's never done it for a fertility center before. So only after you're ready to see and treat new patients, do you deploy the rest of your marketing and biz dev strategy. This is when you film the videos, write the content, produce the referring provider assets, roll out a CRM, hire marketing staff. Not until then. So escape the catch-22 of launching a brand new REI practice. You might think that your marketing strategy has to be 100% in place in day one. It doesn't, or just as bad that you rush to create one and miss the foundational 
advantage of setting up your practice the right way. Separate the operational phases of opening a new fertility center from the five phases of the go-to-market launch. Break up the concentration of risk and investment by distributing them across the sequence at the right phase. If you're thinking about launching a new practice, you might consider our introductory engagement. It's called the Goal Diagnostic. It's only $597. If you'd like our help with assessing the viability of a fertility center's market launch, our framework for everything we talked about in today's podcast for your opening sequence, you can do that at fertilitybridge.com. I'm interested in your thoughts on opening uh, a new practice. If, if you receive this in email or, or LinkedIn, I'd love to hear your comments and best of luck to you. And uh, hope to see you on the, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Inside Reproductive Health, sponsored by Engaged MD. For technology to streamline patient education and informed consent, visit engagedmd.com slash IRH for 25% off your implementation fee. That's engagedmd.com slash IRH.